Hey friends, I wanted to say welcome to this Wednesday's uh, health journey discussion. Um, being back in the salon has been a super lot of fun because um, it's a lot of conversation with women and I was getting my hair done. I was doing my girlfriend's hair and then our other friend Gail who works in the salon too was there and the three of us were having a discussion about weight loss. Um, we've all been up and down and all around, but we're both on, we're all three in a really good spot as far as um, trajectory. Uh, we're all working on our fitness. We've all lost a fairly substantial amount of weight. And we, I told them, I said, Hey, I really want to work on a podcast discussing what are the things that really long-term have made a huge difference in the trajectory of your weight loss journey. And I know I would, one of the reasons that this came up for me was because I felt like um, I went for a ladies night. Um, I do it once a month with my neighbors and one of the ladies, somebody will host and then that host will cook something and it's a reasonable meal. And my, my friend Shauna is such a freaking good cook. I don't even know how she does it. She just, she told us she just made this like cheesy macaroni chicken bell pepper thing. And then she had salad and I had a reasonable portion, right? Like a cup of it and then a salad and I didn't even go over there hungry. I know better than to go there hungry. And I had our, I was on this path where I had like had four or five days where I'd strung together like fairly low amounts of processed sugar. I was just feeling really good diet wise, right? And sugar is very challenging on my brain right now. So been trying to like steer clear of that as much as possible. So I'm over there. I have this delicious meal. Of course I eat it. And I'm like, I really want seconds. The only saving grace was that I knew her husband and her daughter still needed to eat. So I'm like, okay, I'm done. And I felt satisfied. Definitely wasn't hungry, but definitely wasn't like stuffed or like, well, I'm lying. I didn't feel satisfied. I really wanted like three times as much, but I felt I wasn't hungry. So we go to sit down in the living room and she has an L-shaped couch and so the three ladies sat on the L-shaped couch and then she has an easy chair. And I specifically sat in the easy chair because I wouldn't have to sit and look at the chocolate covered almonds, gummy bears, chocolate covered graham crackers, uh, wedding cake cookies, and just like chocolate peanuts, like all good stuff. The gummy bears I could do without. So I'm like, okay, I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to sit in the easy chair. So we watch one episode of our show and then in the intermission, of course, while I'm watching the one episode, the whole time I've been thinking, I just really want some, I really want a sweet. I really, really, it was just calling to me the whole time. So finally at intermission, I go over there and I just like go ham, right? I get a napkin and I try like one of everything. And it's funny because I came home that night and I could just feel like up the back of my head, like that buzzed feeling from the sugar because I hadn't had it in a while and it really is affecting my brain a lot right now. And I was kind of disappointed because I had, like I said, I had strung together so many good days. But what I was telling my girlfriends at the salon was that that kind of situation would throw me off sometimes for like a month. I'd be like, oh, well, screw it. I, I went off the plan that I was on and I would just do, it would lead into the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. And now one of my big changes that I do is when I have a slip up like that, I get right back at it the very first 
meal I have again. The very next day, the very next meal, I'm like, I'm right on it. I'm on my water. I'm on um, eating nutritious, mostly whole, healthy uh, foods. And because that turnaround and that recovery is so quick, I'm not dealing with as much like prolonged, you know, it kind of cuts down. Like I'm not making a mess and just gaining a bunch of weight back. It's just one time. And, um, I used to just make such a big deal out of, I would, I was either eating on or I was eating off. And now I'm kind of like, yeah, slip ups are going to happen. Um, I try to do what I can to keep the, like, I'm not going over there starving because she's a great cook and she has everything you could think of to eat, um, that anyone would, would want. So one of the things that Gail added in, because she's lost, she said, I think about 40 pounds, was that she really had to get into the mindset of eating smaller portions. And she realizes now that when she looks back on her old habits, she just ate a lot of food. And now, you know, she's decided to eat less, get satisfied earlier. And then she said it took a lot of practice, though. She had to learn to reduce and kind of... um experiment around with how much how much she could get away with eating and not gaining weight back and it's not something that like if you're and I'm a volume eater too I'm the kind of person that could like for sure eat like a very muscular big man like I can put away the food and so it does take some practice to engage with what you're eating be mindful uh chew slowly drink water with it and then really pay attention to the volume of food that you're taking in because that's, I mean, it's a mathematics game. Like how much are you taking in and how much are you burning off? And that's going to have a lot to do with reduction in weight. I know another big slip up that I would always make is I would make, you know, we're eating three times a day at minimum, right? You need to probably eat three times a day. Some people eat two meals a day. But I would get into this like ridiculous thought pattern where I would have this expectation where I was going to like have a big fancy healthy meal for every meal. And what has really helped me so much is to have some like super simple, easy go-tos that sometimes I eat almost every day. Like I eat Kodiak cakes from, um, I get mine at Costco in bulk and I cook them in bulk. Um, I cook little pancakes. Um, I put vanilla and cinnamon to kind of like flavor them up a bit. And then I'll cook, you know, two dozen of them, put them in a Ziploc bag in the fridge, pop two of them in the toaster. They have healthy fats in them. They have a ton of protein in them. They're just a really good staple thing in my diet. They come out of the toaster with like that little crispy, oily yumminess. Um, you get that pancake feeling. And then I put some, it's called nutso. It's um, like a peanut butter substitute. I put some of that in the middle and make a little like Big Mac sandwich out of it. And that most days is my after workout breakfast. And I feel powered up. I feel nourished up. I feel all the good things. But another thing I don't feel is stressed out. I have a ton of dishes to do. It's just not like a bunch of BS around cooking. I just don't have, my, I want a podcast. I want to do hair. I want to be a great mom. I want to spend time at the park. I want to hang out with my husband. I don't want to spend all of my time cooking. It's just not, I, I've always said if I had the money, it would not be a private jet. It would not be a driver. It would be a cook that could cook me healthy, interesting meals in proper proportions. 
and who knew about doing that, who was, because I think like really nourishing your body properly is one of the best things you can do for longevity, but it's hard. It's a lot of work, right? So another meal that I have is this like little quick chili thing. I do, I brown up some turkey meat, um, put taco seasoning on it, and then I put uh, saute up a onion, stewed tomatoes, and then a bunch of different kinds of beans, and then I put some chili powder in there. And that's a great high protein, quick, easy meal. It's basically, I do it like a food prep. I'll eat that. I'll feed that to the family that day. And then all the leftovers are in little containers and it's great. I also do this, the, we have like a daily salad. I do spinach and every kind of vegetable you can think of, uh, feta olives. And then day of when Thomas goes to prepare it, he'll cut up an avocado and put it in there. He does his oils in there and then he'll put some nuts in there and mix it. But those are pre-prepared. I do like the dry veggies that that I can stick together without them kind of like molding or, or wilting. And then it's easy. So a lot of my weight maintenance, I feel like has had a lot to do with um, pre-prepping and then also taking the pressure off of like, oh, fancy this, fancy that. It's just like, some meals are like that. Like when I go out to dinner, I'm going to have them cook a really you know, nice piece of salmon with some veggies on the side. Like I'm going to have a healthy meal that a pro is cooking me. But when I'm at home, I can't always do that. I can't count on that for three meals a day. If I counted on that, I just, I would get discouraged and quit. So I love having a few little quick go-to meals that um, I can nourish myself with and be done with it and get on with my day. One of the other things that I think is a big piece in the pie of my health journey of keeping this much weight off for as long as I have and not feeling deprived, not feeling like I'm just like, I'm not working that hard at it anymore. Um, I'm not missing out on much and I'm pretty happy with my life and my, my nutritional life. Um, but there was this work that I put in at the beginning and I still keep up this work, this journey about changing my thoughts around food. Instead of thinking of it as nourishment, I would sometimes think of it as a friend or a distraction or some way to celebrate or comfort or a substitute when I was bored or a substitute for, you know, having company that I wanted, or I would treat it like a hobby. And I have really loved relearning and kind of coaching myself through it because it's definitely, it's a journey. It's not something that I learned. And I'm like, oh, it's not my fingers. And now like I'm a pro at this, but food is not something to calm myself at three o'clock when all the high school kids used to come. I don't have a bunch of high school kids anymore. I just have two, but I used to have like four of them that would come home at three. We live across the street from the high school. It would be them plus they each would at least have one friend it was like eight kids or more in the kitchen I had a baby and so then I would just like belly up to the you know with cheese sticks and pretzels and diet cokes and wonder why I was like you know bloated and salty and frustrated and definitely not hungry for dinner so I was using it to calm myself and there are better ways to calm yourself than overeating because what happens what would happen inevitably is that I was like okay Oh, pretzel sounds good. I'm stressed out. Or they'd be cussing. You know, they're not bad kids at all. And their friends aren't bad kids. They're just being kids and doing things that, you know, at the time, a two or three year old does not need to see. 
or maybe I had just cleaned up the kitchen. I'm like, gosh, these kids, like, I just, don't, it's just hard sometimes. Some days are harder than others. And so I would do it to comfort myself. But instead of maybe I would feel some comfort in the moment or some distraction in the moment, but a half an hour later when I'm like bloated, not hungry, burping, just feeling guilty for eating, you know, 1500 calories and pretzels, my mouth is torn up from, you know, crunching so much food. I would then feel frustrated, you know, alone, like I'm the only one that ever goes through this. Um, like I'm a failure, like lots of negative thoughts. So what I learned to do was comfort myself in a new way. You know, maybe that's the hour that Lincoln and I go to the park and avoid all the kids. Uh, maybe that's the hour that we hang out on the front porch. Maybe that's the hour that we're out running errands and that's when we do our target run or whatever. And, you know, maybe I can do it three days a week, but I really can't do the 3 p.m. at five days a week. So my, my point here is that there are a lot of ways to use food for different things that are inappropriate. Um, and I was doing that. And so really like kind of rethinking like, I think a natural eater, a, a slim person who doesn't abuse food, when I think of who that person is, they just, they're hungry, they go downstairs, they get something nourishing, you know, I don't know, carrot sticks and celery and some hummus, I don't know, whatever, and they eat, and then their stomach says, I'm full, and then they go on with their work or their jog or their movie they're watching or whatever. They don't use food as something that they shouldn't be using it for. And that has definitely been a journey for me that I've been on. And I'll tell you what, I still catch myself sometimes, you know, that's why I had to stop going to Bunko. I've told this story on here before. Like I would get very anxious because I had a whole bunch of old white ladies. So I'd be like, what is the deal with your family? How many children you have to have you adopted? How old were you when you had that baby? And it would just make me feel very kind of picked at and questioned and, I would just start eating like I would eat meatball after me like the little Pequant meatballs with the toothpicks or appetizers you know and at a Bunko thing there's so much of that I just I was like this isn't good for me you know and furthermore I had to learn like this situation isn't good for me like going to this thing every month I'm constantly like overeating and then feeling like I want to vomit so I realized that that's not that Bunko group is not the group for me Man, things got really, really, they leveled up for me when I stopped using food as my friend or food as my comfort or my distraction. And I started just being like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I need to eat. I went out for lunch yesterday. I was supposed to go with a girlfriend. Then Thomas is like, who are you going with? I said, oh, I'm going to lunch with Cedar. Oh, I want to go. So then it was myself, Thomas, Cedar, Lincoln. We go to Islands, which is not my favorite necessarily, but I could find something healthy there. And they're mostly a burger place. And now they've added tacos and burritos. But what I really needed to eat at lunch yesterday was a salad. I just hadn't had salad in a while. And it was so freeing to just be like, okay, pick a salad that's, you know, mostly healthy. Get some chicken on it and call it a day. The food isn't the entertainment or the company. The friends, my husband and my friend and my daughter, the stories, the catching up. She had just been on a big trip to Boston hearing about what's been going on with her. That was the focus. 
It wasn't about getting a big cheeseburger and French fries. That's a new one on me. Uh, you know, it really is. And then the last thing I'm going to tell you guys that my girlfriends and I were talking about how helpful this is with keeping your weight loss is counting your wins and direct, directing your mind to quickly learn from and then release your losses. Don't sit around and focus on your losses, but do, if you're at the gym and you're lifting, look at yourself in the mirror and look at how strong you are. I am doing this. I am here. Is your body perfect? We don't focus on that. We focus on the fact that you got your ass to the gym and you're doing the thing, right? If you ever listen to Brooke Castillo, she'll tell you that life is 50-50, 50% hard stuff and 50% good stuff. And I don't know, I feel like I feel like this weight loss thing for me has been more like 80-20 and I'm trying to concentrate on the 80. 20% is hard. Like I didn't feel like going to the gym this morning and I got there and I got it over with and I'm glad now that it's done. I feel accomplished. I have that endorphin release and I know that that box is checked for the day, right? And I feel good. I know I did something good for me. I know I oxygenated my joints and I made my blood pump around my body and my cells are cheering for me. And that's what I want to focus on. I could very easily focus on the fact that I probably lost muscle mass since my hospital stay and in the last six weeks when I haven't been able to go to the gym as much. I could focus on that. But I went to the gym this morning and I looked at myself in the mirror, although I look very wavy in the mirror because of my injury. And I'm like, I look strong and I feel strong and I'm here. Is it perfect? No, but I'm going to concentrate on the fact that I'm doing, I'm doing this. And I think if we can collectively, you know, like just talking with other women, like I was saying, I was talking with my girlfriends at the salon concentrating on the things that are going right for you is just such a better way to get more of those things to happen in your life. Because what you're focusing on tends to come to fruition. So if you're focusing on the fact that you've gotten to the gym three days this week, is it five days? No, it's three days, but let's focus on that. That's quite an accomplishment. I ate healthfully five out of seven days. Did I have a couple of slip ups? Did I have maybe too much wine one night? We focus on the things that are going right. And then the next week, maybe you have more of that. So anyway, I hope some of these tips are uh, things that you see yourself doing um, or things that you'd like to put into play in your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. And I will talk to you next week. 